Welcome, everyone, to the Halloween edition of the Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in the new and improved and expanded Relevant Studios is Editorial Director Kara Davis. Arg. She's dressed up as a pirate for Halloween. And uh, our web editor, Jesse Carey. It's a badger. <laughs> I'm a badger for Halloween. He's a big Wisconsin football fan. Uh, as always, our music manager, Flynn Atkins. Hello. He's an Australian. <laughs> I don't know what he is. He's Juan Ken. And our, and our, <laughs> and our semi-rookie managing editor, Tyler Clark. That's all I got. He's Vincent Price. Yes, I'm, I'm Vincent Price. Please don't tune out the relevant podcast. We actually have some good stuff coming up uh, this week. Not just random Halloween costume things. But we do have a lot of those, too. First up, as always, the new music releasing tomorrow. I guess in, in because of Halloween, there's not a whole lot of good stuff coming out. Um, Imogene Heap has a new one called Speak for Yourself. Here's the sample. from Imogene Heap. Also releasing tomorrow from the Militia Group is the new one from The Panic Division. The album's called Versus. to the new one from the Panic Division, and for all you Christian music fans out there, we got one from Third Day called Whatever You Are on Essential Records. Just listening to our token Christian song from Third Day. <laughs> it's good stuff. Releasing in theaters this week is not very much. Jarhead uh, with Jamie Foxx and Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall. How, how do you say his name? Gyllenhaal. There you go. Uh, that, that one looks pretty good. I'm, I'm just wondering if it's going to be just an anti-Bush propaganda piece. But it's actually Gulf War, so it's oh. Bush Senior. Oh, well, well, you know that's. Yeah. It's real popular right now, pushing your bashing. And uh, and of course, Chicken Little, starring Zach Braff and Joan Cusack. I heard that that one is the, actually the big anti-Bush propaganda piece. <laughs> this guy is this guy, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a whole analogy. It. Layers. Layers. Re- releasing on DVD this week is Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. 
Yep. <laughs> Any Star Wars sure fans? I, I'm, I'm looking this, around, looking for somebody to go, wow, I, that's going to be awesome. Does, well, does anyone like Star Wars in here? Let's I do. I do, but I was... I'm, Not surprising. I, hold on. If we get emails, we can't just dismiss an entire genre <laughs> because we happen to not like it. Okay, I, I like the original Star Wars, but the eh, the new ones, the new three, eh. and I thought this one was that the last one was going to make it okay, but it didn't. Uh, moving on, uh, Slices. Uh, Apple Computers is facing a lawsuit that alleges that the company knew that the new iPod Nanos, which just came out a couple weeks ago, that their display screens scratch really easily. Apparently, uh, a resident iPod guy, Corey, said that there's like a little less resin on the display screen. Wait, Corey, the guy who works in our office? Yeah, he doesn't work. I mean, he's just really into iPods, you know? Oh, I thought you were talking about some insider at Apple that you talked to. No, it was all over the message boards. And then there's now there's a huge class action lawsuit that says Apple like purposely didn't put enough resin on the display screen to save money. And now there's a Are lot you referring of to all over the relevantmagazine.com message boards? No. Oh, uh, they don't. Just... I, I mean, trying possibly. To plug it, man. Wait, possibly. wait, Cameron, what what website is that? <laughs> That's relevantmagazine.com. Oh, relevantmagazine.com. We have a, a very uh, robust interactive community. On relevantmagazine.com? That's right. Hmm. I'm sure they're tech savvy, too. They probably know all about this. This is old news to them. It is old news. Let's move on. So The Onion, the, uh, the satire news publication, has been warned by the White House to stop using the uh, U.S. presidential seal. Um, which they've been using on uh, their website for fake Bush weekly radio addresses. The White House says that they do have a sense of humor, but that they can't let people use the presidential seal, even though The Onion says that they see it used all the time by non-White House people. Um, And they also responded to it, The Onion responded to it, saying that they would uh, advise that the White House look for that other guy, Osama bin Laden, rather than comedians. Uh, I don't think we, pro- we pose as much of a threat. Yeah. Man, that's that's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quite a, a tidbit there, Tyler. Wow, the I think that is the, that's a personification of a tidbit right there. <laughs> Here's Kara Davis. Uh, Anne Rice, the novelist famous for her best-selling vampire series, which, which was what? Well, her last one came out in 2003 called Blood Chronicle. An interview with the vampire? Yes. Gotcha. Um, but her new book is called Christ the Lord out of Egypt. Not to be confused with Prince of Egypt, the cartoon. Which the covers look eerily similar. <laughs> I have it on my desk. She didn't make Jesus a vampire, did she? No. Good. But he is seven years old. Yeah. And he narrates the book. It's really interesting. But but for her work, um, she immersed herself not only in scripture, but first century histories and uh, contemporary movies, including uh, Passion of the Christ. She said, I loved it. And Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins Left Behind series. And she As, said, I loved it. She said, I was intrigued, but their vision is not my vision. She's very diplomatic. That is very diplomatic. Yes. And, and now she says that from now on, she will only write for the Lord. No. Really? Yes. She's a Christian? Yeah. Oh, I left that part out. Yeah. So Um, she became a Christian? Yeah, she actually returned to the Catholic Church in 98. um, From vampires to Jesus. Yeah, from vampires to Jesus. In related news, look for Anne Rice on the cover of Relevant Magazine next month. I was actually really thinking that. (laughs) We should try and track her down. That's good stuff. That's a lot better than Tyler's tidbit. Shut up, Cameron. Stop. Don't badger me. This one doesn't have to do anything with vampires or death, but it is a little creepy. 
Um, everyone knows Weezer. They've been around for a long time. <laughs> Weezer uh-huh. is creepy. Yeah. Well, not as creepy as their lead singer, Rivers Cuomo, moving back into the dorms at Harvard to finish up his bachelor's degree. Because he's he's approaching 40, I do believe. So, <laughs> he's that creepy that non-traditional creepy. student in the dorms. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah non-traditional. <laughs> it's for a weird old guy. Um, we apologize to any non-traditional <laughs> students yeah. who may be listening. Because actually they probably would be listening to a podcast. <laughs> But anyway, so he's he's graduating, and that'd be weird to be his roommate, huh, guys? <laughs> That's a good tidbit. Mm. Kara, I trumped you. The Jolly Green Giant is dead. Oh. Elmer Len Dressier Jr., who did the voice of the Jolly Green Giant, which died. is which is what? Do your best, oh, Jolly oh, Green. Oh. I think Kara. And then got a it. chorus went, "Green Giant." <laughs> Of the Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> so, it's, so the, that's the, how it went. There's a whole song. Yeah, I, maybe. So in, that, he grew up in Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> he played the extended version yeah. in, the, in Indiana. It's, it's on the radio, actually. It's just, it's just the, the Jolly Green Giant and John Mellencamp. <laughs> so, what happened to the Jolly Green Giant, Tyler? Uh, he died. <laughs> Taken down by the Keebler Elves. He was 80. <laughs> All right, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. This is our Halloween edition. This is, I'm cutting off slices. This is the Halloween edition of, of the podcast. And we need to talk about Halloween. I have in my hand the uncontested origins of Halloween. Is it from the Bibles? No, Halloween's not in the Bible. It can be contested. It's not uncontested, huh? There's only one truth, Cameron. <laughs> what do you have? Are you having a Halloween? I have Halloween trivia. You want to do that first? Okay, I'll do mine first. I'm going to read this. It's it's story time, kids. Here we go. Halloween's origins. The word Halloween is derived from the term All Hallows' Eve, which most of us know that, which occurred on October 31st, the end of summer in Northwestern Europe. All Saints' Day, or All Hallows' Day, was the next day, November 1st. Therefore, Halloween is the eve of All Saints' Day. That's pretty common knowledge. Apparently, the origins of Halloween can be traced back to ancient Ireland and Scotland around the time of Christ. On October 31st, the Celts celebrated the end of summer. This was important because it was when the animal herders would move their animals into barns and pens and prepare to ride out the winter. This was also the time of the crop harvest. This annual change of season and lifestyle was marked by a festival called Calmain, which sounds a lot like Lomain, but anyway, which means the end of summer. There was much superstition associated with this time of change, including the belief in fairies and that the spirits of the dead wandered around looking for bodies to inhabit. Since the living didn't want to be possessed by spirits, they dressed up in costumes and paraded around the streets, making loud noises to confuse and frighten the spirits away. In addition, the new year began for the Celts on November 1st. So the day of Salmain was believed to be a day that was neither in the year past or the year to come. So it was in between, and chaos ruled on that day. Often, people would pull practical jokes on each, on each other as a result. There's more, but... Oh, okay. Uh, Later, around the 5th century, as the Catholic Church developed and moved into the area, instead of adding a new day to celebrate, it actually took over the Salmane celebration. Uh, November 1st became All Hallows' Eve, where all the saints of the Catholic Church were honored. Uh, A later custom developed where people would go door-to-door on November 2nd, requesting small cakes in exchange for the promise of saying prayers for some of the dead relatives of each house. This arose out of the religious belief that the dead were in a state of limbo before they went to heaven or hell, purgatory, and that the prayers of the living could influence the outcome. This may have been the precursor to trick-or-treat. 
The jack-o'-lantern apparently comes from Irish folklore about a man named Jack who tricked the devil into climbing a tree. Once the devil was in the tree, Jack carved a cross in the trunk, preventing the devil from coming down. The devil then made a deal with Jack to not allow Jack into hell after Jack died if only Jack would remove the cross from the tree. After Jack died, he couldn't go to hell and he couldn't go to heaven. He was forced to wander around the earth with a single candle to light his way. The candle was placed in a turnip to keep it burning longer. When the Irish came to America in the 1800s, they adopted the pumpkin instead of the turnip. Along with these traditions, they brought the idea that the black cat was considered by some to be reincarnated spirits who had prophetic abilities. So it appears the origins of Halloween are a mixture of old Celtic pagan rituals, superstition, and early Catholic traditions. Class sounds dismissed. pretty evil. Uh, it's interesting though, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it sounds legitimate. I read it on a Christian website, so I don't I wish, know. So, I wish we still got little cakes. I don't know, right? I'd pray, for, I'd like pray for dead relatives if you gave me a cake. <laughs> So why? What's all this think about? You know. Uh, well, I mean, it's a whole lot of heebie-jeebie about keeping. <laughs> well, you know, what I'm saying I'm not. I'm not I'm not contesting that history. I'm just saying, like, you know, that no, nothing to that sounds like. Oh man. If, well, pagan rituals of yeah. of keeping the spirits were wandering, and so I had to hide in a costume and yeah. and to keep it from and in, in coming into my body. But I mean, but I mean, like, there's all kinds of like pagan rituals of, like Christmas. But I mean, like, they make Halloween to just be like. Christmas is Jesus' birthday. But what about Christmas trees? I heard that was a pagan thing. See, but I've heard a sermon at church that had all, the Christmas tree had all this Christian symbolism in it and stuff. Maybe those Christians just trying to take over a pagan thing. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the Easter Bunny and junk like that, too. I don't, I don't know. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I grew up in an incredibly conservative Christian household. But when I was a kid, I was allowed to trick-or-treat and stuff. See, I mean, my family was on again, off again. Like, one year they're like, oh, yeah, trick-or-treat. And the next year they're talking about how evil it could be. I, my brother had to go to like the, the church festival. He never got a trick or treat. He had to go to. We had like a harvest party at the church. We, you know, what my church had what? My church had a big cookout at a ranch, and it was called the Holy Ghost Wiener Roast. <laughs> <laughs> I would trade that for Halloween any day because it was awesome. Are you gonna go back this year? I, I'm actually, you know, scheduled some vacation time. I'm, I'm gonna help coordinate the whole thing. There's horseback riding, hay rides. I heard this year it's sponsored by RelevantMagazine.com. It really is. Which um, has a vibrant message board community. <laughs> That's what I hear. That's what they're saying around the water cooler. We don't have a water cooler. So anyway, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting to, to learn context and stuff. And now you can, you know, if your church says everything about Halloween is evil, you can tell them, actually, let me tell you the origin of Halloween. Because I heard it on a podcast. Has to be and I read it on the internet, so <laughs> it has to be true. Do we have some trivia? Well, he answered all the trivia questions in Nuh-uh. his little summary. I did not. Well, there are a few. Well, try it. Like, Go ahead. Every Halloween, Charlie Brown helps his friend Linus wait for what character to appear? The Great Pumpkin. Very good. Mm. Uh, what country celebrates the Day of the Dead instead of Halloween? Scotland? Mexico. Oh. I was oh. going to say that. It's crazy Mexico. Okay, I'm going to give you multiple choice on this next one. What are male witches called? Warlocks. You didn't <laughs> wait for the multiple choice. What but was we so all great? Saw, we also all bewitched. We know. <laughs> okay. We know what the uncles well, were called. What was so great about Dungeons the multiple? <laughs> what was so great about the multiple choices? One of the choices was man witches. <laughs> a man witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, did they use that? A sloppy it's not a man yeah. witch. Yeah. It's a meal. <laughs> <laughs> the man witch. <laughs> what a great meal. <laughs> Seriously, the man witches are awesome. 
My favorite meal that my wife cooks is manwiches and tater tots. She's a connoisseur. (laughs) What? She'll tell you. She's good at tater tots and manwiches. And she loves candy corn. She does. Oh, love you, babe. Oh, hold on. I'm going to throw up. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Any more trivia? Nothing That was it? So disappointed. Well, okay. What was the name of the serial killer in the film Halloween? Mike Michael Myers. Myers. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? I Mike haven't Myers. seen Mike Myers. It was, it was before like Mike Myers. Like I was gonna be like seriously. Yeah. I knew he was in the. Uh, it was Dana Carvey. That was one movie. of the multiple choices. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it was Jason Priestley, <laughs> or John Wayne Gacy. Mm. Wasn't he this Meredith scary Baxter Halloween Bernie. serial killer? Yeah, Who? the guy that dressed like a clown, like this the clown serial serial killer. You guys have all lost your your Halloween accents. I'm very disappointed. I like the badger. That was good. It, it's either a, have you been attacked by a badger? It's either because those sounds like the fighting. It can noise. either be a badger or a puma. Like, <laughs> I really, I really thought you were going puma. Actually, yeah, it could be a big cat. <laughs> okay, what phobia do you suffer from if you have an intense fear of Halloween? Christianity. (laughs) (laughs) Zing! I apologize to any Christians who might be listening. (laughs) Halophobia, goblinophobia, octobophobia, or Or a man witch. (laughs) Or Samhainophobia. Halophobia? Samhainophobia. It's always the one that doesn't sound real. Yeah, that, I have no idea. I was hoping it would be Octobophobia. <laughs> I love it. I was really pulling for Octobophobia. It's <laughs> actually the name of my new hip-hop group, Octobophobia. <laughs> They're going to be opening for LA Symphony, yeah. who's going on tour uh, tomorrow, leaving leaving on November 1st for a couple-week tour, right? That is absolutely <laughs> correct. Flynn just lost his headphones. Arrgh! Arrgh! Wow! It was the puma that's loose in the room. <laughs> There's a penguin walking around. It's the janitor. This got really <laughs> weird. Well, last, week, last week's podcast, you talking about the new heroes for Halloween costumes being a oh, penguin man, in the that's right, the penguin. She's bringing it back to last week. Wow. Retro. Retro. For our dedicated listener. It's like a Seinfeld episode. We're going to reference past episodes. We're oh so postmodern. Okay, so LA Symphony is going on tour. Where are you guys going? Man, that's a good question. You have to check out LASymphony.com. I don't know right off the top. Do of they about. have great message boards like <laughs> relevantmagazine.com? You know, the LA Symphony message board is definitely not as thorough and riveting as the relevantmagazine.com message board is. That's for sure. So, actually, Flynn, we're transitioning to the relevant update. We. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Relevant TV's now been up for about a yes, week. Yes, yes. And uh, t- every Wednesday we add five new videos and yes. take off five of the crappy videos. Yes. And uh, we have about 50 videos in rotation at all times. Yeah. And what, this last last Wednesday we added, who'd we add? This last Wednesday we added uh, the live version of Reliant K's. I, um, their new single. The, their new single. Yeah, Block Party. Block Party's new one, uh, Two More Years. See Your Rose. Sierros. Yes, we've added that. We've also added Not a Surf. And there's one more. Percussion. The David percussion, Crowder? yes. <laughs> yeah, the David okay. Crowder video we're still waiting I on. just want to set this straight. <laughs> Apparently, in my column in the new issue, somebody put that there's a David Crowder video on Relevant TV. It's Cameron's ghostwriter. <laughs> and I'm sick of all you people posting comments on the video page, where's David Crowder? 
There is no David Crowder video. Apparently, one doesn't exist. Is that right? They they never. He's a worship guy. What was, what yeah. are they gonna do? Um, so there's no David yeah. Crowder video, guys. I'm sorry. Just get over it. Or David Crowder, if you would like to make a video and send it to us, we, we would, would gladly play, play it. it. We'll gladly play it. Absolutely. Definitely. So, you know, if you guys watch Relevant TV at all, you know Flynn's the VJ, um, where it's updated every day, new playlists, new VJ, sto- uh, yeah. VJ jobs. Riveting. It's good stuff. It's good television, it man. Is. It's better than any music channel out there. I have to agree with you. It's yeah. hotter than a lizard's foot. Yeah, and we know man, how hot that is. Good. Where did you get that? Hotter than a lizard's I heard it foot. on the street. <laughs> on the street? <laughs> the, the relevant offices are in the... Uh, in the in the on the street on the street. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, relevant TV is up and running. That's kind of the big news in the office. Yeah, we're also hiring right now. That's another big thing. We got several new people. We just moved the offices all around. Um, editorial moved, design moved, marketing moved. Like we mentioned, the podcast is in the new studio, which is probably three times the size of the old one, at yeah. least twice the size. Definitely. And uh, hopefully, sounds so much better. We were also hiring a female penguin custodial <laughs> engineer, right? <laughs> I think that's what. Actually, for Flynn, we're hiring any females. <laughs> any females, if you want to <laughs> apply. <laughs> oh. We're going to be getting so many letters this week. Yeah, and hiring one, and a female in the most. same sentence should not happen. Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, you said. Yeah. Hey, we're an equal opportunity employer here, <laughs> drawing creativity from diversity. We even hire penguins. <laughs> and pumas and pirates. Wow! How's that for alliteration? If you wanna, if you wanna check out our job openings, there's several of them. Just go to relevantmagazine.com/jobs, and uh, you can contact us there. And let's see, anything else for the relevant update? We have a new issue of Relevant Magazine Woo-hoo. just hit the stands today. Or- yeah, actually, today's podcast should have been the preview of the new issue. That's what he's doing. Yeah. No, I mean, it should have been the, we go through story by story, like we did our very, very first podcast. If you if you guys remember all the way back to the first one, it was kind of the stories behind the stories and stuff. And so, um, because we didn't do it this week, we'll do it next week. Okay. okay. So, cool. one week late, you will get the stories behind the stories. Uh, kind so of look study up. So, study up. Yeah, you can follow along. Yeah. Get your new, your get your new copy. true audio companion to Relevant <laughs> Oh, magazines. you're like, okay, ready to turn to page 36. Bing! So, um, yeah, Reading Rainbow. Yeah. What, what was that Bill Cosby thing? The uh, with the pen? Picture pages. Picture, picture pages. pages. Tell him to watch Bill Cosby do a picture page with you. Mm. He grew up in yeah. Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> All he had was Bill Cosby and Slinkies. If only John Mellencamp. John Mellencamp. If only the listener could have seen Tyler's face light up. As <laughs> soon as he realized. Picture pages. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that. Bill Cosby. 3 to one contact. <laughs> I, I had a 3 to one contact calendar back in the day. PBS gave it to me. <laughs> he, he grew up in Indiana. <laughs> Why'd they give it to you? Were you? Um, because I don't know if anybody out there remembers you, uh, the show Square One. Like you. Yeah. Email me if you do. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I watched it in fourth and fifth and sixth grade. I was a nerd. Yeah, suddenly uh, my living in Indiana. I like okay. I like the math detectives yeah. segment. Uh, MathNet. Yeah, that yes. was it. MathNet. Yeah. <laughs> but they moved it to like it was on at like eleven in the morning, which is when like all kids are in school. Sorry, not in Orlando. Um, when everybody but but Sean Romano was in uh, <laughs> was in school. <laughs> But Ryan James also. Oh. About a third <laughs> of the Roman staff is homeschooled. So. 
no dissing homeschool people. They're incredible guys. So yeah, but they put it on like at like eleven in the morning when I couldn't watch it. So I, I uh, Tebow. I, I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter to PBS saying what's going on, guys, and they sent me a three to one contact calendar, and I said I don't even like three to one contacts. Wow. I want square one. See, I had Square a cool two. teacher, and she would turn on Jelly Bean Junction while we were at school. Mm. So she didn't have to teach. Kara grew up in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, in Indiana, we just had one of those uh, one-room uh, schoolhouses, you know. <laughs> See, like, what that was, Kara, your teacher was taking a smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> she always had a foot. glue bottle open. I don't, I don't know why. Could be the reason I love to smell markers today. <laughs> Could also explain why you see penguins in the <laughs> office. <laughs> Billy Madison style. All right. Well, that'll do it for the relevant update. So as we end it every week for the last month, we're going to end it with the editorial question of the week. And with that, here's Kara Davis. Well, we have two requests of you this week. Uh, first of all, we're doing our premier volunteer survey. It's a lot more exciting than it sounds. Basically, we want to know your volunteer habits. And just kind of what, how you feel about social justice issues. And if you get 850 words of Relevant, our free e-newsletter every week. Which you can sign up for on the front page of RelevantMagazine.com. Which yes. has a great message board. <laughs> Stop by. Then you'll see the link to the survey. And we would love for you to fill that out. Now, the editorial question of the week. Ooh, that was good, Jesse. <laughs> what celebrity or who... Or what celebrity will be the next to find Jesus? Send your answers to editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. We check them both. And if you are that celebrity who's finding Jesus. Like Anne Rice. A pu- okay, celebrity, celebrity, public figure. I th- honestly, I think Eminem's on the verge. I think Eminem's there. No, for real. 50 Cent's riding that line, too. I, I think so. I, uh, KJ's talking to him. Uh, well, whenever the popularity starts to go down, they have to do something for publicity. Well, all, all rappers they have to do an iPod commercial. All rappers thank thank the man upstairs. Yeah, know? but 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 like Fifty Cent, like and his he's got that 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 song, you know, to Jesus. He's got he drops the TD Jakes Creflo Dollar reference and stuff. So eventually, his church background's gonna. Not you know, it's not going to jive with his lifestyle. I think eventually Fifty Cent will come to Christ, for real. I'm being for real. Eminem, I do too. I just do. I think he's looking for something. He can't find. He can't find anything that satisfies him. I mean, I'd like to see him, and I'm not. I'm not sure. doubting the sure. Lord can't do that. But I'm just saying it's not uncommon to hear him, you know, give props to God and then rap about you know what. Spe- <laughs> no what? Badgers. Who, who do you think is coming, Tyler? Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> You're bringing him back, huh? I know he's on Veronica Mars right right now, but I just think I, I think. Are you? Oh, like, hold on. are we joking? Are you being for real? Yeah, I don't want to make light of this. Okay, well then, I don't know. I I, I have no idea. Then I have no idea. The Lord works in mysterious ways. That's true. Nobody saw the dude from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, you know, busy, busy Bone. He came came to the Lord. Any uh, any other? Anne Rice apparently. Well, like and apparently, uh, 
Andy Dick is is really involved in, in the church now and is and has changed his lifestyle around. And I don't think any of us would have really predicted that. So I don't know. Who knows? But see, it's those you know? guys who are just so out there. Yeah. That seriously, I mean, that's why I even said like Fifty Cent and Eminem. So it's the guys who are so out there. They're looking for something, mm-hmm. and then it's like they're gonna realize they have everything the world has to offer, and it's not enough. I think Andy Dick got there. I think you know, honestly, I think that's what's happening. I think that's what Busy Bone. I mean. The drugs and the women, the lifestyle, it just, it's just not fulfilling, you know? I'm being for real. Mm-hmm. I have chills. And on that note, I guess we'll wrap up this week's edition of The Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. Arg. That was Kara Davis. Wow. <laughs> that was the Cougar. Goodbye. That was Juan. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Tyler Clark. Adam. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Relevant Podcast, anytime, anywhere.